0: Hi, I'm Stephen Apt, and here at Divine Savior Church, we believe that the message of Jesus truly changes lives. And so it's my prayer that as you listen to this message, that it does change your heart, uh, that it brings you peace and hope once again today. After you listen to it, if you wouldn't mind subscribing and liking, uh, we'd be grateful for that, so that more people can hear the message of Jesus. Thank you. New Year, New You. It's a series that we're starting today, and it's a fitting series given the fact that today is January 1st, the day that brings in a brand new year. Today is the start of people making New Year's resolutions, establishing new routines, uh, buying products, buying memberships to put into place in order to make a New Year, New You. What is it for you that you want to accomplish this year to make a better version of yourself? Maybe it's healthy choices. You want to start eating healthy. Uh, Maybe that's why you purchased that gym membership, because you want to start exercising and getting healthy. Maybe for others, it's prosperity. You want this year to be a prosperous year. Maybe for others of you, you want uh, better relationships with your family members, You want better relationships with your friends. Uh, Maybe for some of you, you want a romantic relationship. Uh, And this is going to be the year that you get one of those. And you're going to work hard to do it. (laughs) Maybe for others of you, you want a better job or a new job. New year, new you. And maybe that's why some of you are here this morning. Because part of this year... Well, your, this year's goals is you want to get back to church. You want to get back into the swing of things, get back to your roots, get back to what you used to do before life got crazy, and now you want to get back into church. And so there's a question we have to ask, whether you're here for the first time or listening in on the first time, or if you're here every week. This year... What do you want from Jesus? If Jesus were standing right here, and he looked at you, and he said, what do you want? What would you say? As we look at John chapter 1 today, Jesus asked two people that exact question, what do you want? And in order for us to answer that question and not be disappointed, what do we want from Jesus? We have to know a couple things. We have to know who Jesus is, and what Jesus is all about. And if we get those right, this year will not end in disappointment as we approach our Savior. And so let's look at that. John chapter one. John chapter one, uh, 30 A.D. In 30 A.D., John the Baptist was on the scene. He was a forerunner to the Messiah, uh, and he was a fiery preacher. He preached a message of repentance uh, for the forgiveness of sins. It didn't matter who you were. If John saw you sinning, he would call you out. It didn't matter if you were the religious leaders, like the Pharisees. John called them out. In fact, at one point, John said to the religious leaders of the day, you brood of vipers, who warned you from the coming wrath? Imagine saying that to to, to a, a, a synod president or the pope. You brood of vipers. That's what John was doing. He was attacking uh, the church leaders at the time and saying, you need to repent. He also called out kings. He called out King Herod and told him to repent. Why? Because King Herod took his brother's wife, committed adultery with her, and then said, you're now going to be my wife. And John said, repent. Repent and turn to the Lord. He was a fiery preacher. He was also an eccentric guy. He wore clothing made of camel's hair, and he ate honey and locusts. That was his diet, honey and bugs. And he lived out in the wilderness. He didn't live in the bright lights of Jerusalem. He lived, so to speak, he lived out in the wilderness by the Jordan River where he was baptizing. And yet people flocked to him. They wanted to hear John. They wanted to see John. And that's what we see in John chapter 1. People are coming out to John at the Jordan River, and John sees Jesus. And here's what we're told. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and testified that this is God's chosen one. Notice what John says. Look! Look, there he is. Jesus is walking by and he says, look. He has to point out Jesus the Messiah. Why? The people were expecting the Messiah to look the part, be the part, to be obvious, to do the obvious things of the Messiah. They expected that when the Messiah would come, they would recognize him. And maybe that's what, we think too. The Messiah should be somebody and do things that the Messiah does. He should bring healing. He should bring prosperity. He should uh, do for me what I expect in this new year. Do you know what the problem is? It's right there in the text. Jesus walking by the Jordan River and no one even knew he was there. No one knew that Jesus was the Messiah until look! There he is. He was so ordinary. He was so normal. Just like Isaiah 53 said, there's nothing in his appearance that should attract us to him. He was ordinary, normal. In fact, John says about himself, he said, I didn't even know it was him until when? Until God revealed it to me. Isn't that something? Who is John the Baptist in relation to Jesus? They're relatives. Who's John's mom? Elizabeth. Who's a relative of? Jesus' mother Mary. And when, if you remember, when Mary finds out from the angel Gabriel that she's going to have Jesus, uh, and that her son was going to sit on the throne of his father David, and his kingdom will never end, what does she do? Mary comes all the way down from Galilee to stay with Elizabeth. And do you remember what Elizabeth says as she enters the house? Why has the the mother of my Lord come to me? Elizabeth knew that in the womb of Mary was the Lord, the Messiah. Don't you think that she would raise John knowing that Mary is the mother of Jesus, who's the Lord? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so how did John not recognize him? Because that's cousin Jesus. He's normal. He's ordinary. He's one who's com- who comes down every year for the Passover from Galilee down to Jerusalem to hang out with us during the Passover. What did it take? God's word revealing to John this one is in fact the Messiah. What do you want from Jesus? We need to know who He is, and how do we know who He is? We got to let God's Word reveal Him to us. What are you wanting from Jesus? Someone to lay out for you uh, the steps you need to take to get into God's good graces? Are you looking for Jesus to lay out the the, the road map to a blessed life this year? meaning healthy, wealthy, and, and prosperous? Are you looking for to Jesus as, as somebody to uh, help you cope with the day-to-day struggles? Are you looking for Jesus just to be your healer? If so, you're going to end up in disappointment this year. Can he do those things? Some of them. He's not going to lay out for you how to get in God's good graces. He's not going to lay out for you the steps you need to take uh, in order to Get right with God. He's not going to lay out for you the steps to have a healthy, prosperous, and wealthy year. But He can heal you. He can help you burden the day to day struggles because He invites you to Him. But what we need to do is let God's Word reveal to you and to me who He is and what He's all about. As we enter this new year, some of us, myself included, we need to drop our preconceived notions as to who Jesus is and let God reveal him to us. And as we let God's word reveal him to us, what do we see? Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. How many of you, when, if Jesus were here and were to ask, what is it you want? How many of us would say, I'd like a lamb? How many of us in 2023 in our plans had a lamb as something that we need and want? But that is exactly who Jesus is. As Peter says, he's the lamb without blemish or defect. He is the perfect lamb who never sinned, who fought every temptation that you face, but was without sin. He faced every life situation that you do but never sinned through any of it. He faced the death of a loved one. He experienced the corruption in the world. He experienced a divisive political system. He experienced taxation, inflation. He experienced family trouble, being disowned by his family. He experienced all kinds of heartache. He fell victim to the hands of of, uh, a corrupt government and a corrupt church system, church leaders. He knows exactly what you go through because he's been through it too, and yet he was without sin. Not to show you how to live in, in those moments without sin, but to be your perfect substitute. And then as a perfect lamb, he took all of your sin, and he was the perfect sacrifice for you to take away the sins of the world. You see, what John, when he says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, he wasn't just saying something random. He was attaching Jesus to the sacrificial system that was happening at the temple. What people would do is they'd bring their lamb or their goat, and they'd place over them their, their hands and confess all of their sins, and then that lamb would die them and the priest would announce your sins are forgiven and John says look there's the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world this is who Jesus is the lamb of God to take away the sins of the world and if you want this year to be a new year new you it starts by remembering that your sins are forgiven If you want this year to start off with a fresh slate, so to speak, a clean slate, a fresh start, it starts by remembering Jesus has cleared your uh, track record before the God of this world. There's nothing on your list before God that says, here's your sin, Jesus has paid for it all. And so, do you want to start this new year with a clean slate? let's examine our hearts and admit our sin and confess it. Do you think that's popular today? I'll be honest, it's not popular in my own heart at times. And yet, when I look at what my God has done for me, when we look at what our God has done for us, it leads us to confess our sins and lay them at the foot of the cross. Not just our words, not just our actions, not just our thoughts, but the fact that we are sinful on the wrong side of the playing field, so to speak. There's two sides, either God's side or the devil's side, and we are born into this world sinful, born into the wrong team, born into darkness, born into death, born hostile to God, the Bible says. By nature, we are dead in sin, And that's exactly why Jesus, the Lamb of God, came. Not to lay out for us, here's the steps you have to take to get out of darkness and come over here. No, He came to redeem us, to pay the price to move us from the one team to God's team. To move us from darkness to light, from death to life, to move us from sin to righteousness. And he's done it by giving his life at the cross. Being your perfect substitute. And so what is it today, as we start this new year, that we need to lay out at the foot of the cross? What hidden sins are in your heart? What hidden sins are in your life? Where do you feel controlled? The lust, the greed, the discontent, the worry, the fear. What's on in your heart that we need to lay at the foot of the cross this year. Let's do that. And then know that the Lamb of God has taken away the sins of the world. He has taken away your sin. You are forgiven. Doesn't matter how big, doesn't matter how small, the Lamb of God was the perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world. This year as we begin a a brand new year, new year, new you, it doesn't start with your commitment to God. It starts by remembering God's commitment to you. That he is so committed to you that he took on human flesh. So committed to you that he was the the perfect sacrifice on the cross for your sins. So committed to you that he lived perfectly in your place so that you can stand before God forgiven and redeemed. You are no longer living in darkness. You are living in darkness light. That is how we start a new year, by remembering we are redeemed. We have been redeemed through the Lamb, the one who takes away the sins of the world. And as we sit and remember that, it inspires us, inspires in us to do three things. Follow, focus, follow, and share. So we see through the rest of this section of scripture. Verse 35. The next day John was there again with, the, with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and they spent the day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. The next day, John was at the Jordan River again with his two disciples. And uh, he sees Jesus again, and look what he says. Look, the Lamb, the Lamb of God. He doesn't finish the sentence, and and I can't prove this, but I wonder if it's because because John's thinking, guys, I pointed him out yesterday. What are you still doing here? (laughs) Look, the Lamb of God. Go, follow him. And so they go, and they start following Jesus. But you almost get the picture that they're a little too intimidated to follow him. actually go and talk to him so they kind of keep their distance and and Jesus is walking and he gets a picture that someone's following him and he turns around and he's like what do you want? what do you want? and the two disciples respond to his question with a question where are you staying? implied can we come? and Jesus says come and you will see and they spent the day with him focused on Jesus. Sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. They sat and they focused on Him. This year, as we start 2023, how are you going to focus on your Savior? What Bible study will you join? What connect group will you join at the end of January? Or is it starting point? where we look at who God is and what he's done for us, and we look at things like baptism and the Lord's Supper. Maybe it's Sunday morning Bible study, where we gather in the conference room after church uh, to grow in God's word. How will you focus on Jesus this year? What Bible devotion plan are you going to start to focus on him this year? Why? Because he's the one who's redeemed us. He's the one who's who's brought us out of darkness into his wonderful light. Let's focus on him. But then they followed him. was the second thing. They followed him. Not only literally, but then also they put his word into practice. A couple of the disciples actually followed him to the point where they gave up their careers. Their career as fishermen, their career as tax collectors, and and they followed Jesus on a day-to-day basis, walking with him, and and listening to him teach and putting his teachings into practice as they went out to spread the message of Jesus. As we begin a new year, being redeemed by the Lamb, forgiven. How are we following Jesus? What do we have to put into practice this year? What lifestyle changes do we need to make to prioritize following Jesus? What lifestyles do we have to give up What sins do we have to finally let go of? Because this year, we are beginning knowing we're redeemed. We no longer want to live in sin. We've been set free from sin, forgiven for sin. We want to follow our Savior Jesus. How will you intentionally do that in 2023? Focus, follow. And when we sit and we focus and we follow our Savior Jesus, it inspires one more thing, and that is to share our Savior Jesus. Notice what Andrew did. He spent all day with Jesus, and at the end, what does he do? The very first thing he does, he goes to find his brother, Simon Peter. And he says, Peter, we found the Messiah. We have found him. The one the Old Testament had prophesied about, the one we've been expecting. We have found the Messiah. Come and see him. And isn't this a process that has happened for generations since these very first disciples sat at the feet of Jesus and went and told others, here's the Messiah. God's word reveals to people who the Messiah is and what he does. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And as they sit and focus on Jesus and they let God's word work on their heart, they're convinced that they've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, brought from darkness to light, brought from uh, slaves to sin to righteousness. And it inspires them to go and share Jesus with others. Some of us here may have lost that inspiration. And so how do we get that back? How do we get the motivation, the desire, the passion to go and share Jesus? It's not to guilt yourself into it. It's not, oh, I should do this. It's sitting with Jesus, a good visit with our Savior Jesus, To hear again how he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And break that down. What does that mean? That God took on human flesh, gave his life at the cross, Also, that when I die, I am in heaven. There's nothing I could do to, to get out of it, but Jesus got me out of it. He got me out of sin, out of darkness, out of death, and brought me into his wonderful light, and it cost him his throne. It cost him his life. But he did it for me. That will inspire us to go and share Jesus, the one who has redeemed us, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. New year, new you. How does it start? By remembering who Jesus is. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He has redeemed you brought you into his wonderful light, forgiven your sins. And now, we live the life of the redeemed. We follow, we focus, and we share our Savior Jesus. May God be with you in this new year as you live the life of redeemed. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we praise and thank you for your grace and your mercy that you took on human flesh to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It was not lost on you that before you took on human flesh uh, what you would be accomplishing and what you would be doing. You knew before you were even conceived in the womb of Mary that you would grow up and suffer and die on the cross for us. You would be our sacrifice, and yet you willingly did it because you love us and you want to spend eternity with us. We thank you for redemption. We thank you that you have bought us back uh, and that you have brought us from death to life so that when we die, we know that uh, we don't close our eyes in death we, we will open them in the light of life and eternity with you forever. Uh, what joy that brings us today. As we focus on uh, that and on what you've done for us, inspiring us this new year uh, to live for you, let us focus on you, let us follow you, and share you with others. Uh, because you have redeemed us, and we want others to know that as well. We ask you to be with us, continue to bless us this new year as we follow you, focus on you, and share you with others. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to this message today. It's my prayer that uh, it has changed your heart as you grew in the message of your Savior, Jesus. Again, if you wouldn't mind liking and subscribing, we'd be grateful for that. God bless your day.